When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we're back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Rob filling in for producer Don McLean. We got some music news. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This This is the beat. beat. All right, Steve. Hey, Donna. You're going to tell us that Elvis is still alive. Now, listen, I can already hear it. You're doubting. Here's the deal. I don't look for conspiracies, all right? We leave that to Cobra. They view, I think, life as a conspiracy. There's something. What is it? Uh, Nothing's real and everyone smokes. Yep. But this one came to me, Donna. Have you ever, yes or no, ever left any room for belief that Elvis might still be alive? Nope. Well, that's going to change. All right, can I just say, before you even start this story, what a coincidence that it's like the 46th, no, the 43rd anniversary of his death. Died on this Mm -hmm. date in 1977, although he's only dead if you believe that bunk headline. (laughs) They say this on the Daily Star, that the Elvis Alive conspiracy explodes with a photo of the king himself after his death. Now, the infamous uh, conspiracy theory that Elvis Presley faked his death to escape superstardom has erupted all over again because there is a man who told the Daily Star that he knew, quote, Elvis in Chile after his death, and he has photographic evidence. What he says essentially is, and you can click on the link, Don, and scroll down and okay. see the photo. Now, this, this, he went by the name Bill when he was in Chile. Elvis did after his fake death. How far am I scrolling? I'm Keep scrolling, scroll. girlfriend. And you're oh. going to get to a guy at a photocopier okay. holding something in his hand, looking like, looking back at the photographer, like, why did you take this picture? Bill, quote unquote, who's Elvis was said to have refused to pose for photographs, but was surprised one day at work next to the photocopier, as it's clear in the picture, which the picture was taken in 1994. Hmm. The photo shows the man, appears to be in his 60s, looking startled as he's photographed. He has blue eyes, blue, a strong jaw, 
and dark hair that is turning white. He's also bald on the top. And although he wasn't happy with the impromptu photo, he is said to have begrudgingly allowed his co-worker to keep it. Now, Daily Star Online did a reverse image search of the photograph of Bill, and it does not appear to exist anywhere else on the Internet. Hmm. The The source said, I started to think he could be Elvis after I told a friend all the things I had seen and lived working for Bill. So it started as a joke, saying that Bill could be Elvis living in the underground with a new identity. He claimed that there were weird coincidences that Bill and Elvis shared, such as both calling people by the initial of their first name and having broken little fingers. Elvis broke his left-hand pinky finger in 1973 while performing a karate chop. Hmm. The source said that other co-workers told, quote-unquote, Bill... That he looked like Elvis directly to his face. Bob! But only ever as a... Bob! <laughs> only ever as a joke. He added, but, the more, but more than the look, they were amazed at the voice. Bill just would smile chivalrously. He would say nothing when they said, you look like Elvis. I never saw him commenting and making jokes about it. Now, this same source who says, I worked for Bill, who was actually Elvis, in Chile. Went on to, uh, he called, as the story goes, he called this guy Bill one time and just like recorded the call without him knowing. So we have the picture evidence of just a typical, you know, and I say this respectfully, just like a normal schlubby guy, right? We're all schlubby yep, guys. Yep. And as is yep. a normal schlubby guy at a photocopier. Here is the voice that was recorded without quote unquote Bill knowing about it um, back in, I believe, 2000. And seven, listen to this. Is this the voice of Elvis? What, what is it that you... Uh, <laughs> why are you looking me up? <laughs> what, what is it that you... Uh, <laughs> why are you looking me up? <laughs> All right. What, what All right, Donna, what? Is Elvis alive? <laughs> this is so stupid. Hey, Donna. Okay. All right, go would ahead. Would you say that if the king was here? Uh-huh. Yes. That sounds like this him. is. Come it on. sounds like someone impersonating him. No. And they only know how to say was... one sentence, so they keep <laughs> repeating. Why are you? That's like me, me with up? my President Obama. Thank you. And you with your Mary. Mary, Clarence. <laughs> Listen, it kind of sounds All like right. Blake Shelton too. Why are you looking me up? Adam, <laughs> talking to Adam Levine. I don't know. Look, maybe it's Bill. I would like it if they had taken the picture of Schlubby Guy to photocopier. I wish that they would have like put some hair on him and sort of shown us some side by sides and made us want to believe a little bit more. Yeah, if, the, if that nothing doesn't else, look Donna, anything like him. Interesting that Bill is this guy who doesn't want to be photographed. And just enjoys living under the radar. Doesn't want to talk a about any of his life. past. A simple life. Yes. Yes. In did this, did, Chile. What, oh, in Chile. Okay. Chile. We're the Chile. 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 Okay. So All right. So you go to Wendy's so, or a cup of Chile. So Elvis died forty-three years ago. Mm-hmm. Shania Twain's "The Woman in Me" came out. 25 years ago that blows 
my mind. When is 25 years? 25 years ago is now 1995. Which really doesn't seem that long ago. No, that sucks. 2005. That feels like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. So um, she is releasing a she's releasing a like a box set with different versions of all the songs that are on The Woman and Me, which I think is really cool. Some of it from her Vegas show. That's coming out in October. But she performed on GMA, and she did a little acoustic version of Man, I Feel Like a Woman. No, she did That Don't Impress Me Much, my bad. And she sounds good. I really like that it's stripped down like this. I've known a few guys who thought they were pretty smart. Steve, did you were you a fan of this? That music? sounds great. She sounds really good there. She's not over singing. No. She's just keeping it simple. Yeah. Yes. Just her, a guitar, and a guy. So you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me Pretty good, right? Mm. Twenty-five years ago. Mind-blowing. I like that. I really sounds good I on the guitar. Too. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice like bonfire song, huh, Donna? Yes, you can make anything into a bonfire song if you just strip it down. Anyway, it's a three CD box set, and there's remastered versions of the originals, and there's unreleased tracks included, live recordings. October second is the date if you are interested in that. Nice. All right, I gotta go. No, Donna. Okay, I'll stay. I'll stay. You've convinced me. I'm going to have to learn that song now and then go on a little tour. Me, Donna, hit up local patios where they have karaoke set up, and we, you and I, tour with that song, and I bring it. I love it. Or you can go from yard to yard in your neighborhood and leave me Mm -hmm. out of it. I don't know (laughs) about that. All right, when we come back... On the Donna and Steve show, mm. you're, you're going to enlighten us. You know, Karen. Okay, Karen. Yes. Okay, Karen. Everybody knows a Karen. Poor Karen's out there. Your name has been besmirched. Karen is the person who would like to speak with the manager. Well, now <laughs> they think they have figured out what the male equivalent of a Karen is after scientific research from the name database. Donna has a guess. I don't think she's going to get it, but I think she's going to be really close to loving it. We reveal the male equivalent of Karen after the break on Donna and Steve. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, Steve. <laughs> hey, Donna. <laughs> hey, what's happening? Hey, have you ever been called a Karen, Donna? No. No. You got to yeah. be kind of bold. Yeah. You know, the, the Karen thing is a little tricky here, too, because so Karen, as you likely know by now, the name is going through a bit of a, a, a rough patch. This yeah. is a tough time to be a Karen because it has become the generic term for a woman who wants to speak with the manager. Now, the, pro, the let me defend Karens for a moment before I reveal the male equivalent. Donna, okay. you hit it right on the head. You do have to be bold to some extent to even be considered a Karen, yes. where many people are so sheepish and so afraid of confrontation of any sort, whether it's serious or not, that they just say nothing and they just sit and take it. 
Right. Or they're passive aggressive and they'll go. <laughs> Don't start with the mouth sounds. Okay. No, but they and won't also, even they'll just tell someone sense- about it later. You know, they won't even, well, they have a chance. Like, right. for instance, there are a lot of it, and I have done this many times before, where I get like the wrong, something is wrong about my order, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go through a whole thing. And hey, you know, I'm sorry. Same. I actually asked for French dressing. Whereas that's actually more unhealthy, probably, right. than someone who says, excuse me, yeah, you gave me the wrong dressing. I'd asked for Thousand Island, and you gave me French. Yeah. Well, you, you know? don't even have to. Yeah, yeah. They're, my, they're my, just, yes. Some people who might be calling Karen's Karen might just be uh, people who are afraid of any sort of con- conflict and that have never stood up too. for themselves. Well, I think there's a level of entitlement that's Absolutely. attached to it. You're you know, right. That it's like, mm, if I don't get my way, yes, I'm going to get in your face. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a happy medium here. So yes. Karen, I suppose, is the extreme person who is not afraid to stand up for themselves, but also has an expectation that nothing should ever go wrong. And if it does, why offer grace when I can just speak with the manager? There are also Beckys. There's a whole list of names. Who are Be- what do Beckys do? I think Beckys fall into another age group. Mm. I think they're younger, probably more like in their 30s, late 30s, where Karens are middle-aged mm. it's a yeah. whole there it's a whole thing i just wish we, we weren't using actual real people's names i know it's a little unfair i'm gonna sneeze now talk all oh, right well steve sneezes uh he is gonna come back nice job donna a male equivalent of a karen and i am going to guess what it is now why don't, okay why don't you start with a guess and then I'll tell you the names that they've gone through trying to find the male equivalent of a Karen and what they've landed on due to scientific research. I have two guesses. Okay. One is Chad. But, but that would be too young. Chad. That was my first guess. Was these, yeah, because there are Chads, too. And then the other is Gary. Gary. No, you are incorrect on both accounts, oh, but you're kind of sort of close. People okay. have tried different names. They've tried Greg. Okay, Greg. They've tried. <laughs> they've tried Ken. Thanks, Ken. Ken is good. Ken is good. You know, I feel like Kent would have been even better there. Just feels even a little more entitled. Sure. Like Kent sure. always has a neck gaiter on because he's thinking we might go to the slopes today. There's also <laughs> uh, there's also Keith. What was another one? Keith is good. Keith is so good. Nothing is really stuck. Uh, so one guy on Reddit decided to use data <laughs> to figure Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Figure it out. Okay. Don't, all right, data. Data. He mapped out different men's naming trends over the past 70 years to find out what baby name followed the same path as Karen. Rising through the 50s, peaking in the late 50s, and then dropping steadily to almost becoming extinct here in the 2010s. And the male equivalent, after all that research, is Terry. What? The name Terry has followed almost the exact same popularity cycle as the name Karen since 1950. So at least by that measure, Terry is the male Karen. Oh, all right, Terry. I'll pass your note on. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's an androgynous name. Right. It can double as a woman's name. Mm. Yeah, but oh, that's true. That's true. You could just, like, whoever like it is. Okay, Karen. Okay, Terry. Like Pat. Remember yes. Pat? SNL? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay, Terry. All right. And they have a full graph to back this up, too. You know, Do they really? I, yeah, yeah, he he really figured it out. Oh, you're going to have like to give me that link. Kent more. I just feel like Kent is the right is the right way to go. You know? Poor just, Kent. We're here. sorry. I just We're put the just link the in. the messengers. So that okay. that way you can um Oh, thanks, Steve. Link it link up. It up yeah. Yeah. Oh, lord. All right, Kent. Oh, I just got a I just got a text from Carrie. Carrie. No, Carrie. C- Carrie. Clarence. Her guess was Chad or Brad. All right, Poor Brad. Brad. <laughs> oh wait, sh- we have a Brad right after us. I know. Oopsie. I know. Colleen and Brad. That totally changes the feel of that show. It right? does, doesn't it? Like the whole time, Colleen is like talking about entertainment stories, going into her conspiracies, and Brad is on hold to speak with someone. I'm going to get us our money back. No, I'm going to get us our money back. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of being on hold, why don't yeah. we give something away right I now? I love this idea. Uh, caller number 7 to 651-641-1071 wins a ticket for a car load up to seven people for Seavers. The stories, riddles, and rhymes doing it a little different this year. You can pack up your car. It is a curious adventure on a magical trail winding through tree farms, cornfields, and rural oh, prairie. Oh, fun. Rural. Enjoy humorous rhymes, riddles, and large-scale illustrations. And bison. give readers a whole new take on story time. Caller 7, 651-641-1071. You win. Do I? Good luck, by the way. Uh, When we come back, Steve is going to tell us about a book that's great for people with ADHD. That up next on My Talk 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Uh, we've got Rob filling in for producer Don McLean. And uh, Steve, I am very impressed. You bought Thank a book. You, Donna. Appreciate you bought that. a book and you're actually reading it? Slowly but surely. Thank you. Shout out to our winner, Lori Dudero of St. Paul, Minnesota. Congratulations and Joy Sievers. If everything else about me was the same, 
but that was my voice. <laughs> Would I be here today? <laughs> that might be a better radio voice, actually. I don't Good know. Morning, Twin Cities. It's another day, another Monday. Can you believe it? We're still doing this. What a world. Maybe not in this market. Where 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 would I be best suited? I don't know, Buffalo. Buffalo in the late <laughs> 70s. Correct. Donna. What? The Alex Trebek book. You wouldn't think he's such an intellectual. He's such a smart guy. You would not think that it would be tailor-made for a guy like me who has undiagnosed ADHD. But it is. It is. Here's why. If you haven't uh, checked it out yet, this came out probably, I don't know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. The the book is called The Answer Is, and it's a memoir, Reflections on His Life, that he wrote during quarantine, by the way. He just got to writing, and, you know, he's had time at home and just pounded out. Uh, and it, uh, uh, the, A look back on his life, and what's great about it is some memoirs, and I really enjoy a memoir or a biography. Yeah. Some, I feel like, what page are we going to get to? The stuff where I know you. The from. good stuff. When does yep. yeah? Yep. I you know. But again, you have to start at home and your upbringing and all that. And Alex Trebek has done that. But oh, I think I'm on let's say page eighty two or something like something around there. What's really nice about it is, and he's he's into his early television career now that he started up in Canada at the uh, Canadian Broadcasting Company, and uh, he tells some interesting stories about his approach and how he got into the work and all that kind of stuff. But each chapter, Donna. Yeah, two pages, maybe three. Oh, really? Occasionally, you'll get a chapter that's Whoa. like half a page. What? And so every chapter is it in really big Reader's Digest letters. Yeah, and it's a lot of pictures. No, <laughs> it's it's normal size print, but it's each chapter is you know the answer is, or it will say who is, and then it will be you know who is Maurice. And then he tells you a quick story, two-page story about Maurice, the friend that he had grown up who had a mouth like a sailor. And then he goes on and why that was important in his life. And then boom, next thing. Now, it follows a chronological timeline, but it's just in these little bite-sized bits. So if you feel like, oh, I can sit down, but I don't know if I can get through a chapter. And so then you feel like you're going to be breaking out of a book midway through that chapter's narrative. You don't have to worry about any of that. Okay, very digestible. Okay. Go to another one. Boom. Go to another one. Great. Okay. You're going to get it? Nope, I'm going to borrow yours when you're done with it. I actually have a hard copy. I know. Yeah, and my, I have very my aggressive heart. rates with like my rent out sort of stuff that I do. So yeah, I definitely am um, open to talking with you about that. Side note, I just saw a, a Kindle on sale for the lowest price it's been all summer. Oh. And it's the new, I'll get back to you when we get tipsy. An actual just Kindle. For, for Kindle, yeah, 65 bucks. Is that good? I think so. Yeah, that feels okay. good. You know, right. it's funny. Um, over the weekend, or not on, over the weekend? I think it was on Friday on Twin Cities Live. We showed that Microsoft, I believe, has re-entered the phone space with one of those. You know, companies have been working on a foldable phone. Yes. Yes. Now you're thinking, wait, isn't that where we started? But the, the, a foldable smartphone that has a full big display for you to do FaceTime or whatever, but that you can fold it. And many have tried and have largely been unsuccessful in getting market penetration because it's like you know i don't know if i want to fold my phone up and is that going to damage the screen this one though imagine two side-by-side screens okay put your palms up in front of you let's all play this game unless you're operating a motor vehicle look at facing us or facing away from facing us us. palms facing you you're reading your future (laughs) and now 
These are the screens. And now put your palms together. Just fold them in like that. And imagine each palm is a separate screen, which is divided by a hinge. So it's not like one full unvarnished mm-hmm. screen that is somehow magically folding in the middle. It's right. two separate screens that come very close to each other. And you can operate those independently. So you could be on FaceTime on one and Instagram on the other. And I believe that there is a feature for it to just become the full image. If you were like, I just want this full thing to be a movie that I'm watching or or whatever it might be. Here's where the problem's going to lie. The hinge. The hinge. The hinge is going to break. It's going to be, it's going to be a problem. No, the hinge isn't going to break. The other ones are going to break. We think this one might be good. And I, I, why I bring this up is it when I thought of reading on your phone, I don't like holding my phone and reading. I find that very unenjoyable. But if I had it and it kind of felt like a book and I could close it up at the end and I felt like I'm going yeah. from page one to page two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something there. Are you I'm, reading I'm anything right now? Speaking of your okay, desire no. for a Kindle. Okay, so the answer is no. I oh stalled. God. I don't know what happened. Gosh. I'm in purgatory. I still have Lord of the Flies right next to my bed. Right now, every night I look at it and I go, is tonight the night? Nope. <laughs> I I just, I don't know what it is. I've just been consuming so much television. Yeah, you're in a TV zone. I am. This is, I've never watched so t- so much TV in my life. You know. I'm just, there's so many documentaries that I want to see, so many shows and movies. Isn't this like life too? When you get to doing one thing, that one thing becomes, you just want more of that one thing. And so, yes. meaning if you pick up a book and you you actually get through some of it in a night, let's say you get through some 50 pages, you feel like right. you made progress. Then, 50? When, is that low or high? That's high for me. Oh, I'm, not well. a, I'm not a voracious reader. Oh. <laughs> 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 Well, I'm just saying, if you make good progress on a book, when you wake up the next day, you're thinking about reading that book. But you're it right. Is, it is active relaxation, though, and that's that's the one of the obstacles for me. If I watch TV, I can go more or less comatose. When I read, though, I know I'm responsible now for moving my eyes left to right. And yes. Understanding and remembering. Yes. Remember? Who wants to remember? No. No. If I don't read a book every single day, I find that when I do go back to it, I'm looking, you know, 40 pages back Mm. to see where I left off. You know, who is this guy again? Mm. Wait, was he the cousin of the friend or you know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm not a good reader. I just I'm a good reader out loud. Mm. You know, like I could read information, just consuming it and remembering it is the problem. Do you listen to audiobooks? No. Hmm. Do you think I should? You might comprehend and retain better than visually. Interesting. Hmm. I do listen to podcasts. We could pot him down. Um, <laughs> we do. I do listen to podcasts. So but that feels more bite-sized, right? There's something yes. that feels like a snack. A book feels like a meal. Yes. That is exactly right. But when I am reading, I love reading. I love it. I'm just you, it's it's like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, you're like, oh, this is great. Never regret it. You never regret having gone right. or having sat down to read. You know, I, exactly. I, I did this the other uh, the other day. I when I was reading 
this Alex Trebek book, I put on Bossa Nova jazz. Ooh, nice. Bossa Nova usually has no lyrics, and it's just sort of, Bossa Nova would be what you would hear in the background of comedians in cars getting coffee. So it's just hmm. very enjoyable. I, I like to set the mood when I read. Are you like that, oh. or can you just read while you're on the can? I mean, I like no, to I be sitting silence. down. A candle lit, nice silence. light, mm. silence. Then I hear yeah. myself breathing. Well, that sounds like a problem. You don't <laughs> listen to music, huh? Not what I'm reading, no. Huh. No, I'm like a one absorption thing at a time. Single absorption? I talk good. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm glad you're enjoying this book, though. That makes me happy for you that you're it, yeah. you're a busy guy and you still well, have time. No, it's not about that. I mean, look, I have time to watch TV. I have time to read a book, right? It's just the actual discipline of like saying instead of doing that, I'm going to do this. What did somebody say at the beginning of quarantine? Maybe a month in, there was a meme that went around that said it turns out um, time was not what was actually stopping me from doing all these things. It was discipline. Because even in quarantine, even with all this time, you still have a goal of like, oh, well, I would work out X amount of days a week, or I would go on a walk every day, or I would read at least 25 pages a day. And then you're a month into quarantine and you're realizing, oh, I actually have more time. Many people did, but they still didn't accomplish those things because time is not the issue. It's time management. We Most of us suck at managing time. I would agree with that. You're right. Alex Trebek said he would show up, uh, and, and this carried started early in his career, and it stayed all the way to present day with Jeopardy, that he shows up 10 minutes early to everything. And Yeah, because if you're not 10 minutes early, then you're late, right? Well, yeah, I, so I don't think that that's right, because by intellectual definition, if you're early, you're early. If you're late, you're late. If you're on time, you're on time. But his point was, don't give... Don't leave anything for chance. So he would always give himself a 10-minute buffer. And now everybody at Jeopardy knows if there's an 8 o'clock meeting, Trebek's going to be there at 7.50. And I think the unspoken expectation is that and everyone be else there too. <laughs> will be too. But not that the meeting starts at 7.50 then. Like, all right, we're all here. But just like, let's all get here and not be not feel like you're just right on the threshold of possibly being late for something. It's called increasing the margins. We need to increase the margins yeah. in our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. It's like those people who set their clocks ahead. Yeah. Who do you think you're kidding? Like, are you, I mean, I've you already this. know I'm that you're the one who, I have too. I've done it. But who do we think we're kidding? Ourselves. Okay, so I'm going to set my alarm clock for you know or just the time the time in your car sorry guys i i have to go it's 8 47 i should be heading out now right you, you know it's 8 30 you set it i mean i've set things like 15 minutes in advance before we yeah, are idiots I have humans are idiots donna remember have we're all you... disgusting and we're all idiots but we yes we are all disgusting for sure do do we all have a friend that we have to maybe we don't do it but we should give them a different time than the rest of the group oh yeah to make yeah. sure that they arrive on time yeah yeah that's a problem that's a problem i've probably heard people time. think that of me before and you know if what it comes down to and this is this is me speaking to myself being on time for things somebody once said what it does is it shows respect to the other person and the other people that's involved all... it shows respect to their schedule 
That's all I'm saying. Your time is not more important than mine. Girl! And I'm not After the break. Oh, my God. You have so many tips. I'm so excited. I have a tip that I think every pet owner, if you have a pet that sheds at all, you need to hear this hack for getting pet hair out of your carpet. I never heard of this before. Apparently, it works like a charm. We get tipsy. When we return, it's the Donna and Steve show on my talk. You're listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk. 1071 is everything entertainment. Steve. No weather on the 47. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Steve has a bunch gotta... of tips. Stop it. Sorry. Time for that time. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 Pew, 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 pew. If you have a pet and that pet sheds, you need to listen to this. <laughs> have you do you have a hack for getting pet hair out of the carpet? Um not out of the carpet. No, and I have fluffy long-haired carpet. Well, it must be nice. <laughs> Sounds like you we've know got what a I mean, real like the old pile situation here. I have a shaggy carpet, and I don't know how much hair is living in it. Okay, and a lot of people don't. You know, what you what you don't see, you really don't know about. Well, here's what you need to do, and, and it might reveal how much pet hair you have in your carpet. Oh, God. Get a squeegee. Okay, got one. And then you run the squeegee along your carpet. A good place to do that, here's where they tested it, on the stairs. If you have carpeted stairs... Oh, no. Just try running it along. Should I do it right now? Oh, I forgot you're at home. Oh, my Yeah, I mean, the squeegee's just a few feet away. If you will, you talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to go. Wait a minute. So you have a squeegee nearby at all times? (laughs) Okay, this is weird. (laughs) The squeegee. No, it's in the bathroom. So here's what they, uh, uh, this is from Clark.com. So they, the person who tested this doubted whether there would actually be anything to clean as her neighbor's house just appears immaculate at all times, but her neighbor happens to have a cat. But when she went and tested it, she said, lo and behold, I was rewarded with a satisfying amount of cat hair after just a few swipes with a $1 uh, squeegee that she got from oh the dollar store. And she's holding up like a little furball situation. What's okay, that's to? good to know. Yeah. That's... Because, okay, I wonder if it'll work in the long carpet, too. I'll get back to you. Yeah, now this person, a commoner, a peasant, as you will, has normal pile carpet. So just standard carpet. So unless you live... I do have stairs. Stairs that have carpet on them. You know what I mean? Just like a runner kind of thing. Oh, fancy. How do they get that to work? Would you have to nail that in or what? Staples? I don't know. When's the last time you're at the store? Staples. I can't believe you know, they went with that as the name, too. I ran into Staples um, about two weeks ago. Okay. What? I did because they're no, having no. this huge sale. This is great. Because they're closing this particular store in Edina. And I'm like, you oh. know what? I'm going to run in there and see if I could find a no soliciting sign. <laughs> they were like, yeah, ma'am, it's in, the, uh, it's in the grumpy old lady section right in the back. Yeah. Oh, right my God. Back. If... I have one more person ring my doorbell wanting to climb on my roof or cut down my trees. Yeah, so the grumpy old lady section. And then right, it should be right below the (laughs) stay off the lawn signs that we have, which are on discount right now. Well, sometimes I just have to yell it. Hey, not on the lawn. 
Ride your bike around the other way. Yeah, no, no. Thank you for coming in, Karen. <laughs> Let's go back to the name Staples. This would be like if a hardware store said, we're going to be Hammer. We're going to be Hammers. I went to Hammers this weekend. What would you get? I got a ladder. Of all the things, I went to Screws. We're at Screws. It's just they, they chose one item that they... That's, a, that's interesting. We all just take it as Staples. We just see it as the brand. I don't think you're thinking of it correctly. Uh, I think you're thinking of the it. little... It, the stuff you put in the stapler when they're yeah. thinking of staples to for your home, for your yep. office. I'm instantly an idiot. Yep. yep. Okay. Just when I thought I, I had a I funny bit now. in the works. <laughs> your leather on the 51, 69 and sunny. Nobody's doing weather on the 51s or saying it. It's like on the 7s. I know. It's always on the 7s or the 4s. I always thought that was so interesting as a child. The like, so that guy's going to be back. When there's a four on the clock again, 404, 414, he'll come back at 424. I loved that as a kid. Uh, that's so funny. That's something really odd to love. I, you're telling me. Oh, John Signa, John I used to listen to on KDKA radio, the first radio station I believe in the country, the first FM, or it excuse is. me, AM radio station. Yeah, that is. The John Signa morning show. Crazy. All right, here's another And it's unusual that Pennsylvania will start with a K in th- that area. I think Pittsburgh, because you're on the right, the, that it, side of the Mississippi. doesn't have to do with like the, the Mississippi, Mississippi, right? Is, and you're referring to call letters for a radio station. So Katie, Correct. K-A, we are K-T-M-Y. But yes. then it's funny. In other parts of Pittsburgh, we had like W-B-Z-Z. That was B-94. Well, check the Mississippi and see where it runs. I would like to talk to you now about a Swiffer. <laughs> Where's your Swiffer, Donna? I have one right here. I could grab it. Are you broadcasting from, like, your janitorial <laughs> <That> closet? <laughs> you in the storage room? Where are you right now? Okay. No. I, no. Okay. All right. If you have a Swiffer, a lot of people have a Swiffer, but, you know, getting those the replacements, that adds up after a while, right? It's like, oh, we got to get yes. another Swiffer cover. Here's what they say you should do. Everybody has a pair of those really fuzzy, cozy Socks, the ugly socks. You would only reveal these socks if you were in a relationship with the person for north of six months. You know the socks I'm talking about? Yes, but I didn't know that rule. (laughs) Which is why. Well, anyway, so you get this extra stretchy sock to the rescue. And then you you dampen it a little bit. Okay. And then you it works as your Swiffer sweeper cover. And then you can just switch that out with a new sock to dry any wet areas. And the best part is, once you're done with that, you take those socks and you just throw them in the laundry, and then they're cleaned, ready to use yet again. And you don't have to buy Swiffer covers anymore. Okay, I'm I'm linking all this up for our listeners. Thank you, the, Donna. You're welcome. Um, can we get back to the sock thing? Yeah. What, why can't you wear me. cute, fluffy socks? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you can. I mean, I don't want to. Your truth, right? Um, it, they just strike me as more of like the. You've been in a committed relationship for a while. There's no, there's no weird things. Think like having an episode of Seinfeld. No weird things that'll throw the person off too early before they really get to know you. You know, some things you bring out after a while. Okay. I, I was just looking at myself in the mirror. I am a. Ve- I look very bad in the morning. I look like I've been, like found like i've been recovered in the mornings and i think what a joy 
that I've been with my wife as long as I have, that I just can look so terrible and not feel any bit of insecurity about that, even at all. That's, That's what happens beautiful. when you've been together since your teenagers. You just go so far beyond caring. Right. Right. It can get dangerous. Well, you care. I think you care. You just, you're more accepting is what it comes down to. I just thought. Like, I have high expectations. I want my person to, like, put an effort in. That's it. Make the effort. What? So I'm a bad person? No, you do. Oh. No, no, no. You you do. You do. You wear makeup to the the mailbox, you've told us. That's. Yes. That's unnecessary, but it's an effort. I know. And that's nice. It's I'm just efforting. That's all it comes down to. What do you want to talk about? Dance, dance, dance. Hey, the new Hollywood fad. Here's the new hobby you should pick up if you want to do what all the big stars are doing. I'll tell you about it next. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.